Welcome in a Monday edition, and that's Barrett Brooks, Super Bowl champ, NBC Sports Philadelphia analyst. That's Harry Mays. I'm Aton Shander. The three of us make up the middle. It's a Monday. We'll be joined by Sports Map Radio in six minutes and hear from Mike McCarthy as I don't know a better place to start, fellas. Wow. How <laughs> wide open this thing. It's basically been gift wrapped. Forget handed over. It's been handed over with gift wrap and a bow, even a great card. You know how difficult that is to get a great gift, the great package, and the card to nail all three of those at once? The NFC East has done that to the Philadelphia Eagles. If you can't win this division now, my goodness, then fire everybody. Don't say that, man. Do, do not say that. You may have just jinxed us all by saying that, man. You know, we, we're talking about a, a, a division that's the worst in football. That's the worst I've ever seen in my life. Historic. This is the deepest in the NFL season. I don't know if you saw this, Harry. It's the deepest in the NFL season that a division is yet to have a three-win team. Really? Yes. Oh, that's that's incredible. I mean, you got, what, uh, the Eagles and, and Washington and Dallas each have two wins, right? Uh, so, the, you know, and Dallas, to me, I don't know about you, Barrett or Aton, but I, I sensed this last week and this past Sunday confirmed it. They have quit. They oh, don't want question. Mike McCarthy. Oh, yeah. They don't want Nolan. They don't want any of those guys. And I'll tell you, Jerry, Jerry Jones is really faced with a situation here seven games in where he might have to bail on his coach. Early. And this is crazy. Yeah. I mean. Now, you saying early like. Early, like early in the season? Or are you saying early, like 2000 Philly? Early. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be earlier than Chip Kelly early. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it could be this year. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm this seriously. year. Mike I mean, Nolan's going to be fired soon. Mike Nolan is the defensive coordinator. And we'll talk to Newey Scruggs today at 1240. And he was the first person weeks ago. And I'll bring that up when we have him at 1240 today. But he talked about this weeks ago, how they all quit on Mike Nolan. Mm. And. Well, further this point, but apparently Mike McCarthy lost a lot of people in the locker room mm -hmm. by sticking up for Mike Nolan, basically being like, I don't care what you say. He's my guy. He's running the D. And now you can see that coming into full culmination of everybody just giving up. I've seen those signs before. I saw it in Detroit. You know, the, the, the head coach lost the team when he lost the team, especially with the veteran players. When you have veteran players that just don't care, and you, and you saw it with Zeke. And he just fumbled. He was like, all right, it's my fault. My, my bad. No emotion with it or anything. You know, he wasn't distressed about it or anything. He just, all right, I fumbled. So what? That's when I knew. I saw those same signs in Detroit where we lost, you know, Herman Moore. We lost Robert Porsche. And when I say lost him, lost their ability to, uh, to, to, to speak for the head coach. Because once those guys stop speaking for the head coach, is over because now you have individual leaders on the team that are players as opposed to the coach being the leader of the team. Well, I know you talk about how bad this defense is, and it is bad. It's it's awful. But, you know, yesterday they had 2.6 yards per play on offense, Aton. I mean, that is abysmal. They had 142 total yards of offense against the Redskins. It's not like they're going up against the 85 Bears, okay? No. <laughs> Redskins have some defensive talent. I'll give you that. But you should not be holding a team with the weaponry that the Cowboys have to 142 yards. They, they wanted to pack up in the middle of the third quarter and just go home early. Well, as soon as Andy Dalton went down and Danny Bonaducci came in. Yeah, who is that guy? <laughs> Over. 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Rick DeBucci. I, I don't know. Denunzio. I mean, who is this guy? Eddie Denunzio is his name from this program <laughs> moving forward. I hope that guy starts Sunday night. Oh, my goodness. Rub it in their face like that. Yeah, as soon as Danny Bonaducci stepped on the field, you could tell. And Barrett, are, are you? I'm sure you've seen that before. You've talked about this as far as Detroit and just giving up and knowing that feel of giving up as far as a team week in and week out. But have you ever seen a team just flat out give up halfway through the second quarter? They wanted out like they had no even the coaching staff wanted no interest in that game. You see guys on the sideline, they don't want to wear their masks. They're just over there chilling, talking about, man, this is this is crazy, man. This year can't get over soon enough. And I was I was a part of a, a three and thirteen team also. I, I I played for the my last year with the Eagles. We were three and thirteen, Ray Rose last year, and it was crazy. We 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 had a, a um we had a, 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 a an offensive coordinator that wasn't an offensive coordinator, Dana Bible, Bill Musgrave was the offensive coordinator. He was just a coach. He was just a player the year before and became my offensive coordinator. That's how bad it was. Dana I think he was Bible. in camp with us or something. Wow, that name. He That guy has been recycled Dana like Bible. 400 times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it's it's Ben DiNucci is the quarterback okay. that they, they were left with. And he's out of James Madison, who has a pretty good uh, FCS program, actually. So it's Ben DiNucci. He might be starting against the Eagles. Great. That's why the line is off the board as of now, because mm. I don't blame them. It was there you, for like five and a half for a second and then shot up to seven and now it's off the board. And you say you were trying to get to it, but you couldn't get to it fast enough because it kept jamming <laughs> my phone, Barrett. I'm pushing it, pushing it like a maniac last night. I'm watching Tyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins win me some money at a DFS tournament. I'm pushing and pushing and pushing. Here we go. We're joined by Sports Map Radio coming up right now. Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. That's us. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yes, and the three of us welcome you into what should be a busy program, a busy week here, not only on The Middle, but Sports Map Radio, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle, as we are broadcasting live locally in Philly from the Fritz and B and Cooley Studios. We remind you that not often, but it will happen, maybe even once a week, maybe once every seven to eight business days, show days, but every now and again, what we talk about to open up our show at the top of each hour as we're live locally for the first five, six minutes and then join nationally by the network here will overlap because it's the biggest storyline going on where we are in Philadelphia as well as the biggest storyline going on in the rest of the country. And I can't imagine Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays. I can't imagine that there's anything bigger right now in the NFL than the total decline. It is the fall of not Rome because you had to be relevant and powerful in order to fall, but it is the fall of Jerry Jones and watching his team crumble right before his eyes as he took a flight from Dallas to the nation's capital and saw more of a debacle than any national debate could ever provide. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread to see him squirm and, 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 and just look so unappreciative to to the, the the team that he put together the coaching staff that he handpicked watching them just get 
demolished by a Washington team. Well, I want to ask you guys, because I didn't watch any of that game yesterday. I was locked in on Pittsburgh and Tennessee. And I know that uh, Dallas Washington was on Fox at the same time. And I was getting uh, some some Twitter responses and, and stuff on Instagram that the fans were uh, disappointed that when things go poorly for the Cowboys, like they have this season, they don't show Jerry up in his suite, whether he's on the road or at home. They kind of... They kind of keep him off the camera. Were they showing him at all yesterday? Perry did a time. Yes. It, it wasn't enough. And you're right. Like, that should be the theater right there. I don't want to mm-hmm. see Nick Bonaducci out ben there. Denucci. Ben Denucci. Ben okay. Denucci. Look, we actually have a local tie to Ben Denucci. We'll hit up in the break here. Live, SportsMap Radio, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Uh, We're back in two here. So did you see this real quick? What's that? Well, Xander Krause, who is one of our top digital executive producers here at the show, really, he and Cal help out tremendously. But Xander is a huge help for our show. So Xander, my high school beat Danucci in the state chip his junior year. Is that right? Where is Danucci (laughs) from? Uh, I'll find out. Madison, Virginia. So a lot of people from this area shoot down to J- JMU is actually a really popular school. It's like um, they're good people in this corridor, I would say. Uh, and they're good, too. They're a very good team, man. They, they win like the the um, whatever, um, you know, they win their championship like, you know, the last couple of years. You know, they in fact, they made it on ESPN. Yeah, they did. As, they know, did, they did game, game day. They did game, game day. day there. Yeah. So where he went to he went to Pine Richland High School. In Gibsonia, PA. That sounds like it's out in Western PA. Okay, that makes sense then. Where did Xander go to high school? Well, Xander said Pine Richland as well. So, oh. sure he'll, yeah, and, and Bruder throws in Danucci's a Pittsburgh boy. Oh, okay. Look, unless you're playing for the Steelers, uh, Allegheny County, that's out there. Yeah. Allegheny County. I remember being out there, man. Yeah, I was uh, spending some time in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some players come from out there, too. Some real good players. All right, so we'll play the McCarthy cut here. Yeah. It's just bittersweet, man. Bittersweet. You know, and I'm sorry. Just to put it in perspective, as an offensive lineman and your quarterback is, is who you who you you invest your time in. If he falls, you pick him up. 
you know, if 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 if, if you know, one person you got to protect on that team is the quarterback. So just to put things in perspective, here we go. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, a, you know, I mean, a hit that uh, caused a disqualification. But yeah, well, I mean, we, 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 we speak all the time about playing for one another, you know, protecting one another. Um, so it definitely was, it was probably not the response that you would expect. That's Mike McCarthy on the lack of response as Andy Dalton was knocked out in the second quarter by what was deemed an illegal hit, John Bostic. Right. Ejected, will be fined, I'm sure, following that hit. And McCarthy is right in the sense of nobody showed any fight, but to be fair, nobody at all. Like, that game, they did not coach that game to even stay in it. As soon as Andy Dalton was out and Rick DiNu- Ben DiNucci, I, I keep saying the wrong Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> I hope he starts of all the time and attention we're putting on this guy Sunday night. Otherwise, it's worthless. But remember, Ben DiNucci steps in, and they were running it like the fourth quarter of the fourth preseason game would just get the hell out of there. Just everybody pack up. Don't get hurt. That seemed to be the message on both sides of the football, which is just don't get hurt and let's get out of here. There were no risks taken. I don't even think Danucci threw the ball more than, what, three or four times for two and a half quarters. So you'd think that while McCarthy was mad at the lack of response from his players immediately after that Dalton hit, my goodness, it's not like he was out there rah-rah and people up in the third quarter and they weren't listening. He himself wanted to get the hell out of Dodge, in that case, the nation's capital. It always goes downhill. They always say it always goes downhill. Everything that you see in a team is a direct reflection of your coach. You know, even even with, you know, how, how you look at, uh, you know, the Eagles head coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one he's one of those gunslinger guys. He, he He's going to make sure that he's very aggressive. You see that out of the offense. You're supposed to have an offense guru in McCarthy. You don't see it because he's not an office guru. He was a product of his quarterback. You know, A-Rod made him who he is. So it's starting to see, you start to see that now. You know, without A-Rod, is he really a good coach? We don't know. It might be a little bit up in New England the same way. Think about what went on in New England. They got smashed. They deserve their own segment. All right, let's not jump the gun. The Patriots are going to get their own time. Trust me. They're going to get their own time and their own segment. We're going to go from misery to misery because it's everywhere right now in the NFL, and it's just nice that we can take a little breather here and not be part of the immediate Monday morning misery. In some cases, leading the charge here. But, look, Harry, you've seen it too where, and we talked about this, the team has quit on Mike McCarthy. I just, how can anybody take this team seriously moving forward, even no. with all that talent on offense? Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it really, the the talent right now, they, they just look like they don't want to play. Uh, you saw it last week. I saw with all the turnovers, Zeke just fumbling the ball everywhere, Gallup dropping a touchdown right in his hands at the end zone. I mean, they obviously are not inspired by Andy Dalton uh, whatsoever. Since Jack got hurt, I think all these guys just said, you know what, it's over. And guess, you know, guess who's sitting back, you know, co- collecting more money as this goes on? Like his, because his price just keeps going up now, doesn't it? If you're Dak Prescott. 
You see the value that he yep. has to this franchise just by what happens when he's all, he's not on the team. I mean, everybody not said that, Andy that. Dalton's one of the best backup quarterbacks now in the league. Oh, Dallas has got such a great situation, right? In case you know Dak goes down for a while, and I mean, he he is he's looked like he has never played. <laughs> Brutal. They might I be better it. with Danucci. <laughs> Don't say that. I'm That's serious. Give me a week. Of, you watch. You give this Ben Denucci a week of practice reps, boy. Watch out. What Come on I- now, yeah. Harry. For real. Come on. I mean, I'm realistically, kidding. you're right. No. You mean you look at what they said. He was supposed to be the all-time. He was supposed to be better than Nick Foles as yeah. a backup quarterback. Yeah. You know, they talking about him. Oh, he's he wants to win. He's going to Dallas so he can you know back up and and maybe even start. Right. You know, they were talking about him even beating Dak out for the starting position and then paying him instead of paying Dak. What a joke this that is. is. And, and you talk about you bring up Nick Foles. It, it's it in line with the conversation about when Dalton got hit on the head by Bostic. Nobody stood Nobody even helped him up, much less went after a redskin. You remember when Nick Foles yeah. uh, got hit by that redskin out of bounds at the link a couple of years ago? And Jason no Peters went right after him. <laughs> and we were saying that in a break. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. As an offensive lineman, you protect your quarterback. I mean, you protect your run up. You protect everybody on offense. You run out there, and you're a part of that mix. You mm-hmm. want static? Mess with one of our guys, and we're going to go out there and finish it. And that's the way it was for years until they started finding guys. But man, it's it's it's, it's a shame that you know they didn't even help this guy up. I mean, they didn't even look at it. They stood like five feet from him and were looking at him. Like, come on, man. Yeah, like you getting up? Right. <laughs> it's like get up. Yo, yo, A D, you getting up? Right. Think about that. If it was somebody who has been painted as a bad teammate, as a loudmouth, as somebody who's aloof, as somebody who just is hard to get along with, then maybe you you could understand the immediate human reaction of just being like, uh, and then kind of going over there. But we right. haven't had anything like that from Andy Dalton. It's not like we've heard that Andy Dalton is some creep. Or some bad dude in the locker room. Why would I don't even understand? Outside of something personal, why would that happen? Like, why would are these guys just so insistent on wanting to get the hell out of there and not competing about anything that it doesn't even matter? I mean, that's a look. It's a terrible look. I don't it understand is. how it couldn't be a terrible look, even if you hate the guy. And we haven't heard anything about them hating Eddie Dalton. Right? He hasn't been there long enough to hate. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I know it, it takes me a, like a week or so to wear on people. Right. He's been there, you know, like the equivalent of me as the starting quarterback. Yeah. You do two shows, two weeks of shows with Aton and you hate him. All right. You know, you've been there for two weeks. <laughs> well, put it like this. We we all go golfing and somebody hits you with a golf ball and they don't say for, hey, I'm going after him. I'm, I'm pretty sure Harry will go after him also, man. But the lack of. Of, of, of any type of effort has that happened to you? Has somebody hit you with the golf ball, Barrett, and nobody said four? No, I try to put it in perspective. So I try to put it in perspective so Harry really understands it. You know, <laughs> it, it, it brings it out of him. You know, as a golfer, he understands if they don't say four and he gets hit by a ball. Aton hit me. <laughs> well, remember that. Well, was that yeah. at your place or my place? That was at your place. Remember, it left that welt. You could see the the dimples of the ball on my thigh. Yeah, that's get right. out of here. Yeah, yeah. wow. It was not on purpose, though. No, no, it's not like I aimed for you by any means. <laughs> I, I, here's what I love: is that speaking of a week, 
This is our sixth show, and Barrett already knows to make every single analogy in sports or life golf-related. Yeah, right. so Barry understands it. I want him to understand it. You know yeah. what I mean? I want him to get it. So yeah, Good. I know, appreciate but- that, Barrett. <laughs> Now, make make sure up. you tell Barkhan how how good I did this weekend in my bets. I mean, I only lost one game, of college and pro. But, yeah, look, okay. at look at that. You're, yeah. You're All right. So as that far degenerate. as degenerate, but it's, back to what you were saying, Barrett, real quick about this thing with with Andy Dalton. How how does that happen? And and I don't know. Like I would love to have some sort of answer in my head, formulated and test it on you and say, well, this seemed to be what happened. But, I mean, Harry brought it up. They, these guys had no life. They gave up. How do you allow that to happen to your quarterback, especially as an offensive lineman? Well, you know, it's culture. That's all culture of that locker room. That's just a culture of, of what's what's festered down there in Dallas. You know, and I mean, it comes from the top. It's not just the coaches. It comes from the top. When you don't pay your franchise quarterback, and everybody knows he's going to be your franchise quarterback. He should be a franchise quarterback. He's done so much for your organization. Dak Prescott has has been the the rallying cry for Dallas the past four years. He has been five years. He's been that guy. He's made them um, relevant in the NFL. His play is definitely one that he needs to be rewarded. So he should have gotten a contract. So since they didn't, it kind of breeds a all right, then we can't trust the, the management type of deal. Uh, we can't trust what they're doing in the organization. Man, I'm ready to get the hell up out of here. And that's what they're feeling right now. I'm ready to get out of here. They bring in this coach. They don't even know this coach. Hmm. They've only been around him in Zoom meetings up until they got to camp. So how can they really know a culture? Because he wasn't there to really implement the culture. He wasn't around him enough. So it's Jerry's culture that's there. And it's a backstabbing culture because he's not even signing their, their, their franchise quarterback. A quarterback who's brought their team to the to the playoffs, who's who's done right by him, who played even though he knew he wasn't going to get a big contract from him. He still went out there and fought as a leader. Well, so why would you want to play for an organization that treated your best player like that? You just don't do it. Yeah, that's a they great did the point. Same thing with that's a great point. You know, they look at, you know, what Dak did and what Dak, you know, d- deserved from the organization. He didn't get it. Now he's hurt for the rest of the year. You know, he bet on himself. You know, he took the franchise tag, and I'm not crying the blues for the amount of money. I mean, he's making what thirty some million dollars. So you know, I get that, like but he deserved the contract. He's yep. he's played well enough to, to deserve a franchise quarterback contract from that organization. He didn't get it. He's hurt, and now that you know they're stuck with Andy Dalton, and they don't buy into McCarthy. And you you go back to what Aaron Rodgers apparently said about Mike McCarthy. You know that he's got—he's a low IQ football coach. That was apparently oh, wow. the quote. Okay, so you start looking at what some of these guys. That. Yeah, remember that one? Yeah, I, I, right. I found it here actually. It, do this, we have the audio? We can get it to Rod Culver, who's producing the show here for us. And no, I don't. It's not audio. It, it it came from uh, Tyler Dunn. A source told him that Aaron Rodgers didn't think McCarthy had a high football IQ. The exact quote was: "Mike has a low football IQ, and that used to always bother Aaron." He'd say Mike was one of the lowest IQs, if not the lowest IQ of any coach he's ever had. Wow. Boom. How does that work? Like, <laughs> put that in perspective. What does, because if you say somebody has a low IQ, you can jump to a conclusion and come in your own mind what somebody like that sounds like. Now, it might not, it's not their fault, or maybe they just didn't have great education, whatever it may be. But you can see that manifest in life. How does a low IQ coach think about that? He said he could be the lowest IQ coach he's ever dealt with. Right. What does that mean? Like 
somebody fumbling over their plate card, like calling, uh, you know, uh, on a third no. one, calling like five wide and drop. Back. I don't know. Like, what would it be that is just such a low IQ? Well, that's mean it could it could mean that it could mean. All right. You want to run a certain play. All right. You want to run three twenty two. Why stick nine? Why stick nine? So, I mean, you might have five, you mean um, four receivers in the game. You don't have a why, you know, you don't have a tight end. The nine right. routers for the tight end. And he will call a personnel package to, 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 for a play that don't coexist with each other. You know, you can't run up without a tight end or, or imagine that like Aaron Rodgers is out there in the field. It's third and four key third down. They're on I don't know, the Cowboys, the bears, whoever it may be 40 yard line. And McCarthy calls a play for a personnel set. That's not even out there. Exactly. Or, or to a defense, you know, you know it doesn't work against that defense. It's more of a man type of route combination, and he goes out and calls it, and they're running zone. He knew they were going to be running zone. He still called the play. You know, those yeah. are the type of things. As far, and if you have a good quarterback, a quarterback like A-Rod, he can get you out of instances like that. You know, all right, well, we can't run that to that. All right, let's do this then. We're going to do this instead. Who make you look better than what you are? Right. So right. that's what it was. Okay, so th- that's fantastic. Now – we should mention that here in Philadelphia, we ripped Doug Peterson for not knowing how to work a headset. We mm-hmm. ripped Doug Peterson for not knowing how to work the windshield wipers on a rental <laughs> car. And the guy turned around and won a Super Bowl. Right. So let's be careful how far we tear into Mike McCarthy. Now, we have a couple of other things that happened. I don't know how the hell the Seahawks lost that football game late last night. Barrett mentioned the Patriots every game yesterday, even that. Falcons Lions game provided last minute excitement. It was a really good day in the NFL. We'll sneak in some college today. It's an NFL football Monday with some college. We'll chat with Newey Scruggs an hour and 15 minutes from now down in Dallas as he can give us some insight as to how bad this thing really is. You are locked in to the middle on phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right. So, you see this John Shelton message here, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Re- I honestly don't remember that. <laughs> you don't? No. When was this? It was the last time we played. It was over at your spot. Were we at the back nine? Uh, yeah, we played in the back nine. I think we had maybe two holes, two or three holes to go. So we might have been on 16. Five? I think we might have been on, no, 15. We okay. were on 15. Par five. <laughs> yes. The longer par five. Yeah. So where were you standing that he hit you? Yeah, like well, what happened? I, I I was kind of to his right, 
And if you were going to look at a, at a clock, I might've been at like two o'clock from him at the center face. And he shanked one oh, wow. and it went right off my thigh. It, it must've been like a chip or something. It right? was totally accidental. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I wish I could aim at that. Wait, but it must've been like a chip shot though. Right. Like something like that. That wasn't exactly a pitch. <laughs> I think it might've been a six iron or something. Oh, we're good. Uh, and you still had that uh, the illegal ball you, marker. Yeah, the illegal ball, the little dimples. You could tell the <laughs> dimple pattern was illegal. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I had to stop using those. I played, uh, we played in this um, guys versus girls thing on Saturday. Yeah, how'd that go? It was well. It was all. It was 12, 12, 12 versus twelve, like the Ryder Cup, right? We're mm-hmm. back in about thirty, so I'll try to jam this in. Twelve versus twelve, like the Ryder Cup, and it was all random, and it was guys versus girls, and of course, I randomly got paired up with my wife with Angela. Oh. and Angela is a better golfer than me by a mile. And it was me, Angela, my brother-in-law who is like me, but a little better. And this poor woman who is like our neighbor. And she <laughs> was like, sad to deal with the three of us. Oh my God. Yeah. I actually, I won. Did Shot you? 99. I won. Wow. Here we go. And I won a skin. Didn't hit anybody. though. You are listening to The Middle on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Can somebody explain to me how I fell asleep and I was really upset. It was not like I was laid out or anything like that. It was just a long day and it caught up to me. And I saw the... I saw what I thought was a too little, too late score by Arizona to cut that thing to three, knowing, of course, three and a half points, the cards were going to cover that line. So kind of like what happened with Cincinnati, despite Baker Mayfield's amazing game winning, but not game covering touchdown. And then I wake up at like four in the morning to go up to the bed and I check the phone real quick and I see the Cardinals win this game in overtime. Hmm. How did I thought there was not enough time at all for the Seahawks to lose that football game, but somehow they managed somehow, some way. And now their first loss of the season comes also on the heels of the Steelers staying undefeated. What happened? This, this, this might be one of those things where we have a, uh, maybe a tie right now of, of, of player of the year MVP because, you know, Murray and, and him were kind of tight as far as, you know, who could be the MVP this year. So, I mean, I, I, some great football going on, man. I mean, you see this, you see the K state guy, you oh, see the case they got making it happen, and he still wasn't enough for him to beat this Cardinals team. Yeah, and I, Seattle lost Carson. Yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah. that's a pretty big loss. That's they lost big. them early though. They lost them early. Right, they were still able to do it. But I'll tell you, I mean, I I had Arizona. I didn't watch. I watched the first quarter, and that was it, and I was done. Uh, Sunday nights are rough for me, man. If the like the Eagles, I don't. I want the Eagles to get shifted out of the Sunday night game. First of all, they don't deserve to be there. Dallas and the Eagles do not deserve to be a Sunday night football game. Uh, but I don't think it's. I don't think you can do it a week in advance, can you, Barrett? I think it's no, got to be can't. like yeah, eight, it has to be eight days out or something like that, or ten days out. Wait a second. So, Did they? I think they moved the last night's game. They moved. Well, that's, that's because of, of COVID. Okay, COVID. But, but why? But if you can do it. 
you can still do it. Eagles I, Dallas I, is worse than COVID. Yes, I agree. That Look, this is embarrassing. Why would any of us, especially the three of us, who on this program live across the nation on Sports Map Radio are representing the city of Philadelphia? I don't want that. No. Full display Sunday night. But you know what? It's still, even even now, even with how bad this uh this um you know division is it's still the number one watch uh late night game Sunday game than all the other games uh during the year it's always the most watched game absolutely Dallas Eagles and it will be especially because Philly and Dallas are big markets look you could throw the smallest two markets in the NFL and they could be en route to 0 and 16 seasons collectively and it would still be more watched than anything else on television I, that right. I'll never debate. I just think Harry's right, though, that they should find a way to get out of it. I just I don't know how in the world, like what statement was made last night. If it was more a matter of Seattle is going to lose a game eventually and it caught up to them or if people are really buying Arizona now as a contender to win this division. I think the latter of that, I think, yeah. you know, their defense is, is starting to play at a level in which they can be very competitive. And we already know offensively Murray is just so fast. And he's one of those unique guys that can, you know, just mm -hmm. at the drop of a dime, go for 80 yards and nobody can catch him. And those when you have that type of athlete, it's, it's hard to really defend him. Those two quarterbacks combined for 748 yards passing last Damn. night. Now, I got to go back and rewatch it because I, I, I DVR'd it. Now, I do want to see it. Because, Are you really going to go back and watch yeah, it? Yeah, I'll go back and zip through this at least the second half. That's commitment yeah. right there. Well, yeah, of course. Well, I watch the coaching tape. I, I watch it. Well, I watch it to break down film. That's what I do. But, you know. Well, let me he, say some time. Don't watch the McCarthy coaching tape. You're not going to gain no, anything from that. No. And how about DK Metcalf playing defense and running down Buda Baker from behind and making that play? Had him by 10 yards. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bro, did you see? He looked like he was me mechanical, like he was bionic <laughs> yeah. on how fast and how you know quick he, he was up on Buda Baker. He, he was Budabek was shocked. Like, where did this guy come from? Right. You know, it was amazing. It's an interesting point you raise about just looking mechanical. Like he looked like one of those T2 bots, right? Mm -hmm. like those Terminator <laughs> bots that are like stripped from the skin. And now you could just see the machinery underneath. But they yeah. move more fluid and faster than any human being. Think about this. Yesterday is a great example of across the board. Yesterday was a really good example of this era, this age of wide receiver that we're in. I, I know that the NFL has opened up, and I know that there are old timers, even older than Barrett, if you can imagine, right, that are out there <laughs> saying, like, oh, the game has changed, and it's easy. Yes, it's easier to play QB now than it was for Joe Namath or that it was for Phil Sims or Ron Jaworski or even Randall, right? But at the same time, we have some of the best, at least collective group, of top wide receivers in the NFL, I think, than we've had in a long time. Think about what we've yeah. seen. Even last night, like D-Hop and Lockett. And again, that goes back and forth because Metcalf is right. also in there. Aaron Rodgers has a weapon that nobody can stop. There, there's not any defense that can stop Devontae Adams. Atlanta has one or two guys on a rotating basis. You know, we see guys, even if you look at what Keenan Allen can do given the football routinely. I don't know why they don't throw to him every single time. We're in this crazy age of wideouts. You know, look, yeah. at, look at the Saints. The Saints yeah. have, you know, Michael Thomas, right? When Michael he's Thomas, I mean, he, he's always going to get the rock. You know, he's getting the rock and you can't stop it. It's crazy. And we have J.J. Well, right. J.J. Arthur, I mean, Whiteside. That's what we have. 
Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could even add Terry McLaurin in there before you go to JJAW. <laughs> Terry McLaurin can play. Yeah, he's he's a baller. Right he there. can oh, play. He and, and he was a third round pick, I believe. It's amazing, man. I, I have to see, uh, Barrett, maybe you can help facilitate this, okay, Down. Maybe you can go through some channels at uh, NFL Films or whatever. I got to get a copy of the scouting report that Howie Roseman had on DK Metcalf because right. how you look at that guy and what he is able to do on a football field and say, eh, I'd rather take uh, somebody else. I got to know why. Uh, you know what? I That, that was probably burned. <laughs> burned. Three days after uh, they saw watched his first preseason game, it was probably burned and put put to death, hit on the way. Mm. I mean, could you? How could you? I mean, he ran a four three at like two hundred twenty pounds, mm -hmm. shredded like a Greek god. Yeah, they know he can play. He just didn't do anything in, in college, and, and and that happens sometimes. Well, he played at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is kind of a wide receiver factory exactly. right, right now. You know, They've got a lot of guys in the NFL at that position, and most are succeeding. But look maybe, at Brown, yeah. I think this might be it. You I said he shredded like a Greek god. I think he might have reminded him too much of T.O. And he's still got T.O. like, you know, Post flashbacks. Yeah, that's terrible. Hey, the Bro, Browns had a big win yesterday. They're 5-2, and two, but they just lost OBJ for the season. Yeah. Out with a torn ACL. We have the Patriots misery to hit on as well. We'll sneak in some college. Newey Scruggs, an hour from now, we're jammed here. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Sports map radio. All right. Yeah, I got to give you credit. I'll give you credit on the show when we come back. Your battle of Ohio turned out to be a barn burner. How that about that, right? Hell of a game. Man, that quarterback is, is unreal, man. He Burrow? is on. Barrels is yeah. unreal. Yeah. To be that young, man. And he's just going to waste his career being in, in Cincinnati. That's, that's well, ridiculous. Yeah, the thing is that it, it's not just him. Like, I like Boyd. I like Higgins. They, yeah. You know, they've yep. got some guys around him, man. If they can protect him and, and get some defense going, it's. They got to trade A.J. Green. Yeah. You got to get, just get something for him. I mean, you know, it's the, the other two guys you mentioned are the future. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. They but lost. I mean, they never really had a, a healthy Eifert, right? No. Yeah. Never. He was always hurt. And that's you get the kid back running the football. Yeah, mixing. All, you know, all of a sudden that offense is pretty good. And I'll tell you that Hail Mary threw up there. I tell you, AJ Green had a chance to catch yeah. that on the on the deflection. Yep. That was close. He's got he could really throw it. Yeah, he's got an arm. And he does they don't mind him throwing deep, which mm -hmm. is good because they have guys that can can run down the field, but you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's like they all the line stinks. Yep. It's terrible. And they're in a division where you can't afford, like, think about it. You can't have a bad offensive line going up against Pittsburgh and Baltimore. How about TJ right. Watt? Dude, that guy is fun to watch. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> he can just do just about anything from the linebacker position. He can mm -hmm. rush, he can drop, he can, he can cover, he can, he does so much that, you know, you have to account for him. And, you know, that's what I want to talk about when we do get back to uh, talking about, you know, the Eagles being buyers or sellers since they, you know, they'll just fall into winning the division. I think. I mean, what do you you want an offensive lineman? You want to, I, I want to I actually want a linebacker, man. I want a good linebacker. Mm -hmm. 
I'll give up some dra- some some draft capital to get an all uh, a linebacker that can come out there and play that you have to account for um, on the offensive side of the ball. Right. Um. Hold on one sec. So we're back in thirty five, and Ron's going to bump out with the Belichick cut. All right. Of nothing going on. What is this? What is this? TJ brings it every snap. Oh, man. TJ. Here we go. You're listening. This is the middle. On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Are you disappointed with the way the offense played today, given that you did have a full week of practice this week? Yeah, I just said that in the opening statement, Ben. I said that we didn't perform well enough in any area. Coaching, playing, offense, defense, special teams, running, passing, defending the run, defending the pass. Ball security, tackling, blocking, none of it was good enough. Maybe I might have left something out, but I mean, we, you know, we just got to do a better job all the way across the board. I don't think everything was bad, but there was enough bad for the results to be bad. So we need to improve in all areas. That's pretty wordy. That's a pretty yeah. response from one Bill Belichick who has been ripped and accused, sometimes rightfully so, sometimes if. You just get a soundbite from him about being short yeah, and having a lot of brevity in his response. But my goodness, that that was an absolute two losses in a row at home that were absolute kicks to the groin. Mm. You see me shed a tear, guys. I, 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 that was poetic justice to me. <laughs> I mean, he, is, he has been a thorn in my butt for a long time. In fact, I should have two rings instead of just one. You a know what I mean? People, yes, are upset with Bill Belichick's antics. Right, I, but... He has nothing. I mean, he has nothing to work with on the offensive side of the ball. No running backs, no running game. Uh, quarterback can't do it all. He benches quarter. How do you bench a starting quarterback? He had three interceptions. And the backup was going to come in and, and do any better. He's I mean, worse. Yeah, he threw one too. I mean, right. they, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, you look at what what happened to all those running backs that he had. Right. Like they're we're. All- it seems like they just disappear. Like sometimes it's almost like they're on a different reserved list and they're not just not available that week. And then all of a sudden you'll see a guy come back and he, and he has a huge game or two and then he disappears again. Yeah. It's bizarre. They have Michelle. Yeah. Where's he? Well, He's been out for a little bit. That's what right. opened this whole thing up is Michelle's injury. But yeah, I mean, James white, white didn't get a carry yesterday. Didn't play. I imagine he wasn't active. And Burkhead had four carries. Yeah. That's really it. I mean, Harris is their main guy yesterday, Damian Harris. But yeah. that change, to Harry's point, that change is all over. Look, it, it's a combination of everything working against this team right now. Like, let's be honest. Cam Newton is not MVP healthy Carolina Cam Newton. Josh McDaniels has not yet figured out how to work this offense correctly with Cam. And they don't have enough talent around cam newton to overcome that it's yeah, not no question right i mean they that'll, don't have 
anybody. Edelman is. He's he got a, three targets. That's it. Yeah, that's he's, he was hurt though. He's still hurt and he's still trying to play. They don't even have a tight end. Imagine how you know there were a tight end centric offense for years. They don't have a tight end. Look at their tight ends now. Mm-hmm. They have two rookies and a guy from uh, um, Ryan Izzo. Yeah, Izzo. H to the Izzo. Saying, right. not, not Hope, right? Yeah. Are we talking about Hope here? Yes. Jeez. I think Hove could get him about the same amount of production, to be honest. Tom Izzo. Get Tom in there. Either way, one of the Izzos at this point, right? But this, this is ridiculous, man, because they, they, they have nothing as far as offensive output. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can't expect, you know, Carson. I mean, uh, I said Carson. Cam Newton. <laughs> Cam Newton. At one yeah, point of the season, it was as bad. Right. <laughs> you don't have any receivers. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, with his receivers. Yeah, Nobody's that, there. That kid, Nikhil Harry, that they drafted in the end of the first round a few years ago, he has given them nothing. Just nothing. Hand out. And, but nothing. that's the thing is they don't have – and the defense is under constant strain and pressure mm-hmm. because the offense is routinely off the field early or they're turning the football over. Some of these plays – like one of these throws to Cam, that Cam Newton made – he overthrows the receiver, and you think, okay, well, maybe he's just trying to play it safe. But if he had hit that receiver in stride, that would have been a big play. Uh-uh. He's throwing into double coverage. Now, like some of these decisions that, that they're making don't make any sense. Well, well, we'll get to throwing into coverage, too, when we talk about the Steelers-Titans game. But why were you so dialed in on Patriots-Niners, Aton? How many wagers did you have tied into that football game? <laughs> no, no, you misunderstand. Every Sunday, I am live 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern on this very network, right. radio, as we run the NFL Rush, which is essentially the radio version of the Red Zone. Right. So I'm on from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Now, sometimes when the Eagles play at 1 o'clock, that means that I just get to do live play-by-play of me melting down as my, either my team or my bet on my team folds. Okay. But I, I do – I watch all these games. Like, I'm red zone. You know, I'll show right. you here. Uh, I could move the camera around a little bit in the break. but So I, you're like Scott Hansen on the radio. Well, we all are in, in the sense – and look, Scott Hansen, I don't want to devalue what he does. He is a very difficult job. But, yeah, I mean, I have three TVs going. I have the red zone and usually the two games that are on. So I'm paying attention to everything for the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not have a wager on that Patriots game yesterday. Okay, okay. Scott Hansen must have one hell of a strong bladder. Because he sits there for seven straight hours talking about football and never takes a break. That's not true. It's he not? Does, no, he does take breaks. Oh. He's admitted to that. And oh. it's not like this is not like there was some congressional tapes or some Borat skit that like unraveled his lot. Mm. But you know, what happens is like a lot of shows, things get pre-recorded. So he's able, if something happened four or five minutes ago that they haven't got to yet, he's able to dip away while they're showing a game and record something like, okay, so this is what happened in the Browns game earlier and why we got here. And then they'll show some of the Browns game. So there might be like a two minute window where he has to run. Down. Now, Two minutes is not a lot of Two time. Two minutes is not a lot of time. Exactly right. So <laughs> take that for what I mean, I, what I would really like to know is how far away is the men's room from where he does the red zone? Like what, what kind of a be. walk is that? He does. He can't be going on an elevator, taking it to another floor, and you know what I mean, or the stairwell or anything like that, right? Not for two minutes. No. Two minutes has got to be at least, you know, 10 feet away, huh? <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And, and that's kind of where, where it is. Like, oh, my goodness. Those whizinators into what, or something, you know? Right. Like, go bam. 
who knows? Maybe he's maybe he has amazing aim and he can just sit there with some <laughs> sort of tablecloth to prevent people from seeing him. I, I don't know. Now, I wouldn't want to do that because I'd always be afraid that some producer is going to get me with a hot video camera. Right. And, you know, me sitting there like right you know, along those lines. The next thing you know, Scott, hey, all you need to do is piss off one person and that mm -hmm. thing goes viral. Wow. I mean, I was I was going to try to talk about, you know, maybe it was uh, Mr. Brady that made Mr. Belichick so good. And we're talking about Wizenators and well, <laughs> big jars laying around the, um, yeah, the big studio. jars. You speak <laughs> from experience, I think. I think. You know, some big bottle of water here. Let me just yeah. hold all the water and, and make sure that I clear this thing open. But no, <laughs> you're right. And here's what I would ask, because I don't I don't think it does. If Bill Belichick retired tomorrow. Seriously, if Bill Belichick just came out and retired tomorrow. Do you think this year would have any impact on his legacy? I don't know how it could, right? Nope. Absolutely no. not. No. 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 People wouldn't say, "Oh, you're a quitter. You you, you Bobby Petrino this team." It mm. happens. Well, maybe maybe some disgruntled Pats fans might because you know, they can't seem to get enough have have enough rings. You know, the the minute they don't win a ring, they're pissed off. <laughs> That's the difference. There's yeah. a spoiled fan base up there. This Patriots team. It is fun to watch. I can't imagine like Dallas or, or New England. Who do you think? And this is a poll here for you, Harry. Who do you think is like whose misery do you think the nation is enjoying more right now? Is it New England or Dallas? I think probably the nation is more in love with what's going on in New England because, yes. you know, that – that franchise has basically been in the Super Bowl every other year since like the year 2002, it seems. You know, so think about all the different fan bases in the AFC that have been screwed over from getting to the Super Bowl because of those guys. I mean, Dallas, we're focused on Dallas here in Philadelphia, but I think the nation is probably more in love with the New England misery. If it was, if you, if you put it really in perspective, think of how many Super Bowls. The, the the Steelers would have. Well, they already have six now. <laughs> Calm know. down. Like, think of what you're. But if they were there though. right now, be sympathetic <laughs> of an organization that is like the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> and Yankees of the NFL here. Realistically, we have six. We should have probably eight or nine. Uh, yeah, of... I'm waiting for Barrett to bust out the "Here We Go" song. <laughs> here we go. Bum, bum, bum. Here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. That's the oh, one of the worst songs ever, by the way. Worst. It's ever. just terrible. What is what is that? Every every it's their their fight song or whatever. Here we go. It's, Steelers. It's, it's the worst, man. I, 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 I tried to block that out of my mind. What does Harry do? He brings it back. Is that he like our version of Fly Eagles Fly? Or well, they that? Up, right, but they update the lyrics though every time they yep. go to another Super Bowl. Hey, yep. come on. Have you are you familiar with this? I wonder if you if you have this or could pull this. I've never heard this. Before. Yeah, it's on YouTube. How could you have never heard of this song? Oh, come man. on, man. How am I supposed Okay, well, I bet you Ron Culver's never heard of it, and then we've got a two-two tie here. Have you ever <laughs> oh, heard yeah, of this? I bet he has. I don't know. Did maybe we'll have to find that here. I know it's on YouTube. There's oh, several okay. different versions on YouTube. Have you heard it? I'll track it down. Have yeah. you, you know what it is? No. Oh, okay. See, there's there's a sane in there's just, a sane individual of the group saying no. Just go to YouTube <laughs> and type in "Here We Go Steelers" and it'll they'll all pop up. 
I just don't want to hear any uh, that here we go. Eagles oh, wait, you song. know what? I okay. I I I actually might already have that in the system. Wow. Aha. Uh -huh. For See? whatever reason, for whatever I wasn't putting two and two together, but when I when you said here we go, Steelers, <laughs> I did I pulled this for Tony because Tony's a big Steelers fan. Ah, okay. So you have it. Yeah, it's not great. No, I no. Can't yeah. All Trust right, me, this is not some Lennon and McCartney lyric here. <laughs> okay. This isn't gonna win a Grammy. No. no. All right. Who Unfortunately. Do we who did this? Is the, did the team just outsource this and hire somebody to do this? Or I'm yeah. not sure. Oh. You, you could tell. You could tell. This All right, let's, let's listen. Oh, no, give, give me a uh, second here. Okay, no, no problem, no problem. I, I want to make sure that's all. I mean, we can it's, break if you want to come back with it, if that's easier. That, that's totally yeah. okay. Oh, too. we can bounce back with it. All right, let's do that. Let's let's come back because I, I haven't heard this, and I, I've i heard of fight songs. Clearly, we have our own here in Philadelphia, yeah. and I, I know that every – you know, hail to the Redskins, although that's done. That's dead now. Yeah. The team's changed its name. So I'm sure this is really bad, right? I'm sure this it's, has to be. It's bad. Okay. Do you remember that one song two years ago where that idiot was down in New Orleans and it was like some parking lot? Some the Eagle fan. Yeah. And he was yeah. rap. Eagles. Eagles. Eagles all around. Yeah. Eagles. Eagles. No, I don't. Oh, you were obsessed with that guy. Because, I, I, because what happened is I saw that go viral before the game, and I, I tweeted it immediately. Eagles are going to lose by 100. And rightfully so, the Saints <laughs> pounded the Eagles into the ground yeah. that game. It was like 4-10. Yeah. I remember. You were really offended by that. I hated that because yeah. I get upset when people misrepresent us here in this city. We already deal with enough stereotypes. All right. <laughs> we'll take a quick break on the network. Be back with here was it here we go here yeah we go. here we go oh my god if you know that barrett is anti this song it has to be bad because this is the most success he's ever had in the nfl with the steelers and he's already turned his back on this song it's the worst all right well we'll listen to that coming up you're listening to the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Buddy Bo 316 saying, what's up? Now, look at this. Colin Berger. I stole that when I was living in Pittsburgh, and I had Sugarhouse Casino singing it about the Eagles. Well, okay, so that must have been during the playoff or Super Bowl watch party that we had. at. Sugar you were there. Yeah, I was hosting those for the Fanatic at the time. Hmm. And I remember Colin came out. Colin was there. I believe his mom was there. He had maybe a couple of other people with him. They had a whole table. So it's cool to meet Colin. And I didn't realize that we, we must have been lit up 
if we were singing <laughs> a song like that. I guess everything sounds good when it's Eagles related, right? Yeah. No, not really. Well, except that. <laughs> remember that Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. All That's the- terrible. Oh, my God. It was the worst thing I've ever heard. I can't get the visual out of my head whenever you bring that up of that dude. Like that guy, right? Yeah. Didn't he have all the beads and stuff around? Yeah. And he had an Eagles jersey on. Yeah. Oh, God. And it was What was this? Oh, it was the the Saints game. Was it two seasons ago, right? Because this was before. It was before we did the Maze and Aton show, but after I was out at the Fanatic. Because I remember I was sitting down with Gil uh, doing his show in the afternoon. And it was before that Saints game. And I remember seeing this and thinking to myself, they're going to lose by 100. Is this when they lost like 48 to 7? Yes, it was that going yeah. into the game. And that rap, I'll always blame that awful rap. <laughs> that guy had no business. No business. Dude, try to imitate him right now. Do, do was, the physical was, stuff like yeah. he was he was doing all this Eagles, moving. Eagles, Eagles all around. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Like, yeah, we'll zoom out now. We'll lose Barrett on this, but Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Eagles, Eagles. It was like gesticulations and everything. He was off. He didn't have. Uh, any- all right, here we go. It was terrible. And I find that. On the Sports Lab Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So, you know what's funny about this is it's still miles better than that Eagles rap, which I'm still going to find because that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Now, that wasn't that wasn't autonomous. No, uh, approved. Embarrassed myself that bad. Now, here's the thing, though. This is terrible. It's uh, awful. This is terrible. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, the, the Steelers are probably going to make a run at least for the AFC Championship. Oh, yeah. This year, if not for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So are they going to update it this year? Oh, yeah. They update it each and every time. They win or they yeah. go? Well, if they win, like, it's you know, the five times uh, Super Bowl champs is part of the, you know, and then they upped it to six and all that. Like, they keep modifying the lyrics to match whatever team they have that year if they're making a run. So we're but the be best there, part, right? the best we'll be part the is the Yinzer like accent. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. You got to hear <laughs> yeah. the, the, like the true Western PA dude sing that. Drinking right. an Iron City. You know what I mean? Right, you got to right. get authentic. Oh, you didn't get the Iron City, did you? That, has, yeah. that beer has more alcohol in it. And it's, it's, it tastes like some, you know, tire rubbed in, 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 in in whatever, you know, turpentine. That's what it's big, but there is more alcohol in that beer. It, just, it gets you yeah. just crushed. Oh, yeah. Crushed. So that was the original IPA then. Oh, yeah. City, huh? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I'm telling uh, you, man. You know, turpentine and, 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 and tire dust. They never out- tried to outsource. Like, nobody ever came down in the locker room and asked anybody if they have any type of ability to sing or rap or anything along the lines of get lyric or write lyrics like nobody. I mean, think about that. You probably had immensely talented individuals in that building from player to staff to front office. And instead they went with those guys. 
It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I can remember when I was with um with when I was with the Eagles, we had Ricky Waters running Ricky Waters. You don't remember that, do you? Yeah, running yes. Ricky Waters. Oh yeah, running Ricky. He, he remember Rick for sure. No, but he he had a rap with um Method Man and and, uh, and and Red Man. Yep, and which and listen, Ricky Waters wasn't bad. Ricky right. Waters at least had the ability to put words together and have a little flow. Now we have breaking news. We're gonna have to track this thing down here coming up in the second hour. More football. We'll sneak at some college as well. Coming up, we're live and local for the next six. But Mike Tyson has a new song out. Oh, man. I'm Mike Tyson. It's an EDM song on top of that. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to listen to this one. Oh, no question. So EDM as in electronic dance music? Correct. Wow. Like 120 RPMs and everything like that. You know, think of it like it's basically I can't imagine how bad it is, but we'll try and track this thing down. Did you see the meme that's out? When Evander Holyfield, Mm -mm. he has on his mask, you know, and uh, (laughs) he has on, uh, you know, trying to, you know, be social distancing and wear his mask. And he has (laughs) he has one side of the mask on and one side of the mask off. And it says Tyson. I appreciate it, Tyson. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. That's hilarious. That's, that's the worst, man. Come on, man. But I saw the I saw it today. I was like, that's pretty good, man. I, I had a chuckle to myself, man. Boy, now we need to find the Tyson rap or the Tyson song and the uh what's it called? This this eagles all around. It's called Mike Tyson, the song. Yes, the song is called I Am Mike Tyson. Now, who is this LA-based group? T- is it Tiki Lao? Because that's who he partnered with, apparently. Do you know who they are? Tiki Lau? I have no, no idea. No. I, I barely know who people are in rap nowadays, let alone yeah. EDM. Jeez. That is hilarious. I didn't even know I, EDM songs had lyrics. I thought it was just like, you know, sound. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know either. Well, you know, I really don't. I don't remember how the song sounded. I just remember a, a guy doing that, you know, and. You know, the, the movements and gestures. I don't remember how the songs sounded or the rap sounded. Oh, my God. I found it. I found it. <laughs> I found it. Check this out. Around. It is the worst thing you'll ever see or hear. I just I'm sending it to Ron so we can listen to this on the actual show when we come back. But I'm going to bring it up for us all here as well. This is terrible. This is this is just awful. Wait until you see this. My God, there's just no reason for this. You know, no reason for it. Is it that bad? Yeah, I, I want you. I really do. I want you to see this. I we also have to get into this Penn State game, too. Yes, yes. We'll talk yeah. about that. We should do that in the first big segment. Okay. For sure. Great um, game, by the way. Yeah, I'm watching it with a bunch of people, too, that are all Penn State honks. Great, including my wife. She's a Penn State <laughs> honk? Yeah, she went there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep, she went there. Um, I have a daughter at Penn State Abington playing basketball, so you know nice. she's all hyped up about it. So, I w- did they lose their? Co- no, no, it was Delaware. It's right near Aton's house. Yeah, yeah, you're right down the street. Is she? Oh, get out of here! In, at school? Yeah, it's school right now. Yeah, man, that's that's like two miles from my house. Well, that's good because I'm gonna tell her to go over to your house to eat when she gets <laughs> hungry. Hey, we'll go to my uh, sister and brother-in-law's house. They're the ones who cook. <laughs> Trust me, my my wife and I, we we don't because we don't eat the same stuff. All right, here we go. Oh boy. 
Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Now, Wentz is on the field. He's bringing them down. Jump across the middle, saying, touchdown. Jai's in the goal, yo, you don't know. Rose is in the goal, yo, you don't know. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around. Now, Tots is on the deep, bringing on the attack. Jenkins on the pick, he's running the back. Watch out, watch out, watch out for Bennett. Watch out, watch out, watch out for PG. Stop it. The worst thing about that is all of the enablers around him. Mm -hmm. Like doing the Eagles chant slowly and swaying. Like nobody jumped in and shut that down and said, all right, that's enough. Like somebody had to come in and stop the fight. Seriously. Stop the fight. I TKO. never saw that. That's oh, not God. what I saw. That's the worst thing you'll ever see, Barrett. That's, That's not what I saw. I just saw that. What the hell was that? <laughs> I never saw that. Yes. Yes. I told you. Eagles. Eagles. Eagles all around. That's just, it's going to be in your head like Andy Dalton's eyebrows now moving forward. <laughs> You're going to be singing that on your car ride. Wherever you have to get in the car and go to next, it's going to be in your head. Eagles. 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 How about, and then the rap? Too? Yeah. Like nobody came in with a fire extinguisher and just shut that thing down. <laughs> like that, we needed to bring back the gong show for that. You know what I mean? Oh my God. That's Chuck so Barris would have the, the you know the gong. <laughs> Bang. That is just brutal. You're right. Some big gong. Yeah. Right in front of him. Like, all right, just get in front of the camera. All right, that's enough. That's enough. No more of this. We're done. We're out. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. Did you see the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. I never saw that, man. Yeah. I, I I I didn't know who that was. Plug my phone in real quick. Yeah, that, it's it's awful. Something like that you could never exist. It never exist. My phone doesn't charge anymore. Kind of weird, right? Well, yeah, they want they want you to get another one. I'm gonna have to get the i the the twelve, the iPhone twelve. The new one coming out. I, I don't I don't deal with. IPhones. They're out now. It's out. Yeah, why are you so anti iPhone? I just use drawers because I can download stuff. Are you the only one, or does the whole family rock drawers? Hey, I'm the only one with drawers. I figured. I figured. Everybody, right? They get so pissed You're off right? when they send pictures and stuff. You know yeah. that. Don't send it to dad. Send his separate. Here we go. <laughs> send it separate. <laughs> they don't like this the green. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. What is that about, man? And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now. on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, it's a shame it's a football Monday because we do have a lot to talk about with the remaining NFL action we didn't get to this hour, including, of course, where we stand after a gigantic Steelers win in Nashville. We also have one of the biggest losses, upset losses, not from a stance of muddy line or ranking, but just from how close this thing was to being locked in to how, I guess you would say, 
snatched, like in the defeat. What was that phrase where something is snatched in the victory? Uh, Rip, snatched from the jaws of defeat. Ripped right. from the jaws of defeat. Yeah. But it, but when you have a bad loss, you flip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ripped from the jaws of victory. Yeah. <laughs> another bad, brutal loss by James Franklin, and this one wasn't even into Ohio State. That's going to be this Saturday. Yeah. Up. But well, we, and they got screwed. Well, I mean, yeah, that two-point conversion should not have counted. We'll, we'll talk about this yeah. coming up in a couple of minutes because they should never have been there in the first place. Correct. If, if That's that correct. If they coached, then they wouldn't have been there. But, again, we've got a lot to look at. That dominated the day on Saturday as the number 18 fell to Indiana. We also, as mentioned, have the big game down in Nashville that now left one team undefeated, the other with their first loss of the season. We found, and if you were listening in the break, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, you you saw and heard one of the worst offensive, most offensive things out there, and that was that Eagles all-around thing. So we're going to have to replay that, bring that back for the people on the network at some point. We'll track down the Mike Tyson song as well, but it's still a football Monday, and we can't totally veer away from what's on the table here. And at some point, we'll probably hit it towards the end of this hour as Nui Scruggs will join us at 1240 Eastern down in Dallas. Look at that major level of dysfunction. And if you haven't got enough of us by one o'clock Eastern overtime today is going to be Barrett Brooks insisting to Harry Mays that the Eagles become buyers where Harry is trying to sell, sell, sell his way to the top of the NFL draft. <laughs> pretty much what we have for the next hour or so. That's pretty good. All right. All right. I don't think you missed anything. Good. Good. I didn't want to miss anything because then I'd have to go back and do it again. We we could miss we could miss out on the Eagles all around. We're back. Checkups and cap. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one that we are in place of a position of trust, and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here. Um, The client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us, and we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. Uh, so we're back here. Two minutes. Man. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. <laughs> See? No, it's going to be in your head now. <laughs> now, Barrett, I haven't heard the doorbell uh, today. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you this, man. I, I, I cussed everybody out, and then they all ganged up on me. You know that day I went I went downstairs Friday. I cussed everybody out. You know, <laughs> man knew I was the boss, and then all of them ganged up on me. I had to be quiet after that. <laughs> but everybody ganged up. I had workers in here. Yeah, wife and kids. Everybody just ganged up on me, man. It was it was it was pretty bad there for a second. I was fighting for my life. So did you have people over to watch K State beat down uh, the Jayhawks? I can't do that. No? You cannot have people watching that game. They might be talking and everything else. I had to focus. Oh, okay. sure we're gonna be all right. Point you just remove everybody from the building. Yeah, well, no. Uh, <laughs> I just went up in my room and watched it. 
Then they came up in my room. Then I left and went out in the, in the, um, in the garage. Watch it in the garage. Mm-hmm. All else fails. Nobody wants to go in the garage. I'll do something like paint something so it'd be a smelly smell in there, and they'll hate the smell, so they'll leave me alone. <laughs> you got to have your place to let your hair down, you know? Yep. That's true. All right, so we've got the... <laughs> hey, this is pretty right. good here. This man says, Cowboys flew all the way to Washington, D.C. to kick a field goal. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that nuts? Uh, that's like, pretty how, good. How does he not fire somebody today? Even if it's like the D-line coach or somebody on defense. There we go. We're back in five. I just I don't understand that, right? Like You have to fire somebody at that point. Right. Yes. So, somebody's head must roll. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Coming up 1240 Eastern Time, we'll chat with Nui Scruggs down in Dallas. Best guy will track, best reporter, best journalist, best sports mind in Dallas. And he's been all over the dysfunction down there on that team for weeks now. So we'll get some insight as to how bad this thing is, not only right now, but also moving forward. And I have an idea that I'm going to save for overtime. I have a name, in fact, when it comes to trading that I'm going to save for overtime that we do each and every day at 1 o'clock Eastern, live on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle but i think there was a pretty much group since consensus i was really on the first half no problem there harry on the game and then i jumped on that as well no problem there i don't think there was any type of dissension from the ranks with barrett so alabama alabama mm-hmm. took care of their own business and pounded tennessee no real shock there but i think the biggest surprise clearly even Ohio State covered that gigantic line, and nobody was going to cover that Clemson line. So I don't fault them for not covering like a 60-point line against Cuse. But clearly, I would think the shock of the day still lingers up in Happy Valley where Penn State found a way to lose a game that they were locked into winning towards the end. Even that cover was in jeopardy towards the end. Yet Penn State found a way to lose that game, and now stare down a truly realistic 0-2 start to the season as they have a way too early on the schedule matchup with Ohio State coming up on Saturday. But we can't just gloss over how bad of a loss it was on Saturday. No, you're absolutely right, Aton. I mean, Penn State was up. or Actually, that game that game was crazy in the final couple of minutes of the second half. It was 20-14 to 14 Indiana with a couple Correct. of minutes left. And this thing ends up 36-35, mind you. But Penn State dominated in yards. They dominated in time of possession. It was like two to one. They committed 10 penalties, which was really, really poor. But like you said, they found a way to lose it. And when they're up, uh, what was it, 21-20, and they go in, Indiana turned the ball over on downs deep in their own territory. Okay, they had to go for it, didn't get the first down. Penn State takes over. They score on the next play. They had to pull a Brian Westbrook where the player lays down at the one-yard line and, and take a knee 
because Indiana let them score, knowing that that's the only way they could get the ball back and possibly tie the game. They, it's, they're down 28-20 now because Franklin didn't tell his player or if he did, the player didn't listen. I don't know what, what happened. But 28-20, they score in – they went 75 yards in a minute and 20 seconds, score the touchdown, get the two-pointer and force overtime, and then Penn State got screwed. But you're right. They shouldn't have never been in that situation, Aton. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you look at it, man, on that play. And then, you know, come on now. You can't throw your players under the bus. You're going to say, well, we rep this, you know, at least two <laughs> or three times a week. You know, well, situational football like this. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't rep that. You should have told the guy, don't score, period, point blank. And he knew, he kind of knew because he went in and he, just before he crossed over, he's like, oh, I'm supposed to stop. Yep. Come on, well, man. That was the thing is we see this all the time with James Franklin. That team is stacked with talent. Mm -hmm. They lose yep. their best running. They lose Journey. They lose Micah on both sides of the ball. And you think, well, those are two big losses, but this team is actually well stocked. He always can go out and recruit. He can recruit depth, which is tough to do. You guys know that, especially mm -hmm. like in the SEC. That's the perfect example. It's really hard to convince a four or five star kid to ride the bench for a year or two when he's getting offers to start right away at a lesser team in that same conference. So you know he's already going up against the bottom feeders, and then he's got the front runner in Ohio State there as well pulling people. And Franklin does a good job. We have to give our tip our hat to how well he can recruit and stock the team. Yeah. But it seems like, guys, every single year, and it's not even one, but there are just moments where you point to on the field where either he or his team seem vastly unprepared. And it no happened question. again. It was the first game of the season it happened. Another thing, uh, if you look at, uh, you know, Indianapolis, Indy, I mean, Indy looked, they, they looked like they were just a more physical team. I thought that, you know, they just looked like they wanted to, to, to give them everything they wanted. You know, at no time did I feel as though they were outmanned because mm -hmm. of uh, the skill level. I think that they were just, a, you know, they might not have had the athletes that Penn State has, but they damn sure had the physicality of going out there and trying to, you know, rough up right. that uh, Penn State offense. And I think that was the really the, the, the key to the game, they out-physical them on a the defensive side of the ball to make that offense, you know, go out and, and, and scratch claw for wherever they got, man. I think that was like one of the focal points in which I saw in this game that I didn't think I was going to see. Indiana actually out-physical Penn State on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Barrett. And, you know, it's probably was one of those things where the coaching staff in Indiana doesn't know if they're going to out-physical Penn State, but they definitely wanted to match their physicality coming exactly. in. They were not going to be pushed around by yep. Penn State. I mean, those those Indiana Hoosiers days are over as far as that. You know, this staff has done a really nice job. I mean, Indiana football, you know, they're never going to be, you know, dominant and, and make a championship run, but they're, they're now a team in the Big Ten that is not a pushover. Right, no, right. Not by any means, and especially as you mentioned, Barrett, you, you guys are talking about just – how physical they were, just how prepared it seemed they were, not necessarily from an X's and O's standpoint, but from an emotion and energy standpoint. And yep. they never they never lost that. Even when they looked like they were down eight points, you could see that confidence of them moving the football down the field, moving that ball down and, and eventually getting that score and then the two-point conversion. And as soon as you went to overtime, it was almost like a matter. And now, Grant, I don't agree with that final call. And Harry mentioned they got screwed, and I agree with that. But you can't take that out of a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And it does speak volumes about how ill-prepared that team was. Now you have Penn State 
there's no way they beat Ohio State. There's just no, no way. No. So they're going to start 0-2. James Franklin, I, I just don't know what you do with this guy at this point. <laughs> uh, guys, I don't know now. Now, you guys are saying there's no way. they. I, I think there is a, a serious you think so? I, I think this is going to be a totally different team than you saw. I think they were out there, just like you said, Harry, playing against that old Hoosier team. That you know that they, oh, they so you kinda, think Penn State took them lightly? Oh, they took them way lightly. You could tell the way you could tell. I mean, even when they scored, look, look at the tight end. You know, um, how, you know how he was acting uh, when he scored. Uh, oh yeah, touchdown. He's you know good. the arrogance of it. I mean, he's great. He's really good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> in fact, you know, let's let's, let's 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 look at him right now. But um, you know, you could tell that they weren't really thinking that Indi- Indiana had anything um, in this game as far as going out there and really playing with them. Well then, uh, shame, shame on Penn State. State. Shame on Penn yeah. State if that's the case, because they were down in that game twenty to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. And if you're going to still sit there and say, "Ah, this is this is same old Indiana. We're gonna we're gonna win this game easily," then then shame on you. Because how do you let them go seventy five yards in the final what minute and twenty yep. whatever it was, yep. needing to score? If you're Penn State, I mean right. seriously, that right. that's where you really like, like think about it. And Baron, I'm sure you've been on the field from both a college and NFL standpoint where maybe you guys are going up against a team that you knew you could beat up with one hand tied behind your back. And next thing you know, you look up at the half and it's like, Hey guys, we should probably start playing because mm-hmm. we're down 10 points. Absolutely. And, right. And now that game was to Harry's point about when Indiana marched down the field to tie, especially with that two point conversion, that stuff is out the window. Like at some point, everything evens out. And if you haven't responded to the bell ringing in your head, that this team has come to compete and you are just still lagging around. How does that transfer over into Ohio State of all yeah. teams where you could come back and beat them? Well, yeah. you know, it, 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 they didn't see. I mean, I, I doubt if these guys even knew who was next up on the on the depth chart um, for, for this Indiana team. Hmm. But I bet you they could damn sure tell you who's on the second team on the depth chart of the Ohio State team. They saw past Indianapolis, Indiana yeah. – they saw past Indiana to see Ohio State, and that happens all the time. Same thing when I was at Kansas State. We looked past Iowa State, looking towards Nebraska. Okay, now did you were you aware of the point spread going into the game the next week? Because Penn State's <laughs> a thirteen point underdog at home to Ohio State, and if that no. doesn't wake some of these kids up, nothing will. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that popular back then. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Now we found. Two things for those who are watching on the break here in the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. You already saw that wretched performance of that Eagles fan down in New Orleans. But Ron has also tracked down the Mike Tyson song, the I am Mike Tyson, that is out now as well. We'll talk to Newey Scruggs coming up at 18 minutes. It looks as if some news in the NFL, as we mentioned, Odell Beckham Jr., ACL injury. He's out for the rest of the year. Brown sitting at 5-2. and two. Bostic, it looks like, will not be suspended for that hit on Andy Dalton. Fine, I would imagine, but no suspension coming down. So we'll see how bad it is from the Dallas side of it. And outside of that, you know, we should mention two things we'll try and jam in here. One we can do right now for a couple of minutes for about 90 seconds to two minutes before we break. And... That is what happened out in L.A., where you have both the Dodgers and now the Chargers taking this sports world. You thought it was Tampa Bay 
that was taking the sports world by storm. Justin Herbert looked pretty damn good yesterday. Yes, Grant, he did. The Jags, he looked pretty damn good. No, he's looked good all season, really. Yeah. yeah. He put up 350. Yeah. 350. They, they not only come back and win that game, they covered the number. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what else they cover? They cover that winning margin of 7 to 13 points. Oh, look at you. I, I snuck in at the half there. Oh, I see, waited for Jacksonville to get a score, and I Barrett, snuck right in there. Barrett, you got to tell Barkan he's the real degenerate. <laughs> I, I see it now. I see it. I see I'm it. I'm not on Bar- – Barkan wouldn't know me from – Oh, please. Gander. And he I mean, does. He does. He oh, does good. know Say you. Say hi to Michael. I'm, I'm a big fan. You know, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown yesterday. Yeah. Did anybody see that? No. No, I didn't. Too busy watching – I was watching the Zozo – Nah, get out of here. Yeah. You didn't watch any Brady? That was the game of the week. In the it, was on, it was on the red zone. If it would have been on uh, Fox, I would have watched it. Well, locally, right. So yeah. if it's not on a local channel, then Harry doesn't watch it, apparently. I thought it was great entertainment watching at least clips on the red zone of Tom Brady dismantle the Vegas Raiders. And mm. it wasn't because I had him at minus four and a half. It was uh-huh. Brady, no, that, that was the reason why. That yeah, was that's the reason, the reason why. why. Brady is back. That's all I have to say. All right. And Gronk is back. Didn't Gronk ta- catch a touchdown? Yeah, he's yeah. back. Yeah, I, they can't keep relying on on Rob Gronkowski though, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Rob, <laughs> is Rob Gronkowski going to be a guy that they're going to they're going to ride to the playoffs? Well, no. OJ Howard's hurt. He's done for the year. Well, yeah, but what about other guys on that team like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? Well, Godwin's the guy that's going to take him. I mean, he's phenomenal, man. The separation he gets, the speed that he has, he's opening everything up for everybody else. All right, coming up, Mike Tyson's new song, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles all around versus <laughs> Here We Go. Newey Scruggs, Overtime, it's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And remember, live on all sports map radio platforms. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid Um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right. So two minutes. Two minutes. Now, Aton, you've found a way to incorporate the worst, you know, team songs ever. Yeah. Into this segment. <laughs> this is, this well, who brought up it? Was it Harry who brought yeah, up? Yeah, it was me. Dealers? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Harry, you did. Yeah, it. I started yeah. singing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Titans. That Eagles song is the worst. I, I, I never seen that one, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I saw something similar to it, but no, that's 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 pretty bad. That's almost worse than the guy. What is um um uh what what was his name? Garcia. Garcia is my baby. No, Foles is my baby. <laughs> what? You ever seen that guy? No. no. Oh, geez. Now I don't want to either. Yeah. 
don't know how much of this I could take. How about Indiana's a 12-point favorite on the road at Rutgers? Rutgers, Rutgers smashed Michigan well, yeah, State this weekend. Yeah. That Ru- hey. has to be, right? Because the Rutgers win? No, but I'm saying Indiana's favored at Rutgers by 12. Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. Man. Rutgers was an 11-and-a-half-point yeah. underdog to Michigan State and won outright with ease. People are buying it. They think wow. Shiro is going to do something to screw it up. Yeah, That's Michigan rolled Minnesota, man. Yeah, they did. They're going to roll Michigan State this week, too. Yeah, Michigan State's done. I'm going to tell you, quarterback the stinks. <laughs> what? Yeah, how is Mich- uh, Minnesota? Rocky Lombardi or whatever his name is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's terrible. Oh, uh, yes. They gave him everything he wanted. I mean, they played man to man and guys were open. He couldn't get it to him. Eagles. Eagles, Eagles all around. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> dude. Those I watched the, the whole Alabama game. Their wide receiving core. I mean, they are just stacked with NFL studs again. Incredible. Jeez, I don't know why I'm so stuffed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a better thing. Right? You are listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so we've got two things we need to listen to before we hit up Newey Scruggs. I think there's probably, I mean, at some point this segment, we should get to the Steelers and Titans game. Yeah. Deeper. Maybe we should do that first. Let's take care of business first, and then we'll throw out those two songs, because you know that's just going to take over everything. But uh, the Steelers right now have a claim, at the very least, if not a lead, to being the best team in the NFL. You know, mm-hmm. anybody, I, the Kansas Chief, City Chiefs are the champs until they get knocked off. They're the champs. But uh, are we missing anybody that would have a better argument than either Kansas City or Pittsburgh to being the best team in the NFL, especially after Seattle lost last night? No, I, I, I think I think it's the Steelers right now. And, and you look at what they did yesterday. They did something that doesn't happen often, uh, Barrett. And I think you can corroborate this. They lost the turnover battle three to nothing and won the football game on the road. Now, I know That's it's not incredible. the same being on the road with COVID and limited crowds and all that stuff. But still, you're on the road. You, you, have, you turn the ball over three times. One of them was at the end of the first half. It was just a desperation heave by by Ben. But still, they, they had a big turnover late in that game. He loves to throw into coverage, man. He he was throwing into double and triple coverage. It seemed like all afternoon. That's and, trust. And they went 13 for 18 on third down. That's it was crazy. incredible. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's the big thing. He trusts his wide receivers almost to yeah. a fault. And those yes. guys usually come up with um, with big plays for them. Um, I think defensively, they were able to, to 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 stop that running game, and that was the biggest thing, man. Yep. He he. They allowed him to not get going. You know, they would they would stop him before he even started. You know, churning his legs, and and that's what you have to do when you have a big back like that. I tell I mean, you, Robert Spillane did a nice job. I mean, I know he's not Devin Bush. He's never going to be. But, you know, he was calling the plays for on defense, got everybody lined up, made a couple of big tackles. He didn't do a bad job. Right, right, not right. All. Not at all. So, I you know. That, I mean, they, they do everything well. And you mentioned the trust in the wide receivers, Barrett. I mean, my goodness, he's got three guys. Now, I don't know how banged up Deontay Johnson is. But when healthy – You've got three guys that would be one or two wide receivers on most teams in the NFL, 
and Juju. Now Chase Claypool as the third guy, and Deontay Johnson kind of snagged it. And you even have a fourth guy you could throw to as well in that group. And James Washington. Exactly. Yeah, Washington. I mean, that's I mean, he does a lot also. I mean, he's not just a one trick pony, he's not just a deep threat. Right. He's also a gimmick guy that you can run jet sweeps and everything. They are a complete team. And what makes them really complete is their quarterback is not afraid to put the ball where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. You know, he trusts the run game, but he can always go out there and hose it if he needs to. They got away from the run game a little bit in that third quarter. That bothered yep. me. They had a 24-7 lead at halftime. Yep. They totally dominated the football game for the first first half. In fact, in, in the first quarter, I think they had the ball 13 of 15 minutes. I mean, Tennessee had a three and out. I think that was all they had to football. They had two long scoring drives, total domination. And then they went away from the run a little bit in the third and started, you know, turned the ball over once. I think, you know, the Tennessee started to score, started to get a little momentum, and it became a sweat. Like that game was a sweat. Yeah, Not yeah. Sweat. <laughs> but then you then you guys send me the text. Your boy Dennis Kelly is getting his whip. Oh, oh he got, got his, his ass kicked. <laughs> oh, oh. Dennis Kelly stands like yourself, Barry. Oh, <laughs> there are no more Dennis Kelly references on the show. None for, whatsoever. For the rest he of the played season. himself out of that entire. <laughs> now, all right. So I want to I want to play this real quick on the stream for folks, so they can see this and hear it at the same time, and then we'll listen to Mike Tyson before Newey Scruggs. But you heard the Steelers song, and that was atrocious. But you can now listen and hear and watch it as well. I just want you to see this guy. All right, so this is the Steelers song from Ron. Now, this is terrible, right? This is just, that's a nice little snippet of how bad it is. And then mm-hmm. you get Yinzers in there kind of talking about, you know, the true Pittsburgh, Allegheny County right. accent. This, I contest, is 100 times worse. Eagles, eagles, eagles all around. Now that's gonna get Yeah, I think it already has. I, I think Bro, get in the break. That's 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 that has everything to do with just spontaneity. That's off the dome, man. Come you on, now. you gotta give him some credit. That's off I the dome. If he actually had time to write that down and that's what he came up with, that's <laughs> time for uh, again, like you know, it's it's just that should never exist, and, and now it's just burned in all of our – but you won't find a worse rendition of any song or any homemade rap or anything like that. It, that is just offensive. Hey, hey, I think it's more so the, the, the gestures and the offbeatness. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, what, that's what you hate the most. Well, <laughs> all right, so let's get the Tyson song up real quick because we don't have a ton of time before Newey Scruggs. But I just – I wanted people out there to realize that as bad as that Steelers song is, we actually found something worse, and you didn't even have to leave the state. So this is the new Mike Tyson song, I Am Mike Tyson. I'm Mike Tyson. I've been the wildest, I've been the craziest, I've been the outrageous. The vicious, the most destructive fighter I'm ever Mike Tyson, an international star, a warlord to strip your heart out. And guess what? I'm Mike Tyson. I'm Mike Tyson. I'm, 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 I'm,
Mike Tyson. Uh, is wow. that it? I think that's the worst. I'll play you this other one. Uh, this other Mike Tyson, uh, the this Mike Tyson, it's the same song, but it's later on in the song because we okay. don't have enough time. Okay, so should we do that yes. after Newly? No, 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 you can do it right now. All right, let's it's do only it now. 30 seconds long, but it's it's quintess, it's the perfect part of the song. <laughs> okay, great. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm Mike Tyson. I've been the wildest, I've been the craziest, I've been the outrageous. The fish is the most destructive fighter that ever lived. Just knocking people out. I just put you to sleep. <laughs> Lend me your ears, or I will eat them all. Oh man! <laughs> Lend me, me your, your ear, ear, or I will eat them off. Now, Is that what he says? Has he ever said it was either off or all? Oh my Is god! Is there a way you could isolate that? That's why I yeah, that. we need that as a drop, I yeah. think, for the what? show. In the world? No, 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 look, we're getting, no, we're getting other ones now. Look at that. Look at that. Have yeah, a go to the Eagles-Dolphins game last year. He said he said the Dolphins is the worst. I never heard of the Dolphins. No. Well, no, I, I have actually the worst fan song ever. I know that's what the Eagles one was, and you're yes. going on and on about that yes. one. I have one that's specifically for Johnny Menzel. Is Do we have time? Yeah, yeah, I'll play a little. You don't want to hear the whole thing. All right, let's listen. <laughs> Johnny football, Johnny football. Oh, God. You're an angel to us. Johnny football. Wow. Now, I, I guess there's a video that goes along with it. I'm just yeah, envisioning. Yeah, you can go to YouTube and uh -huh. you can see the fan woman in full A&M gear. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm out on that. That, yeah. that. That's actually that might be worse than the Eagles all around. That's worse than any of them. And I could just imagine. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one that we are in place of a position of trust, and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right, we're back into you were in the middle of saying something real quick. Johnny Menza, Johnny Menza. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was brutal. That like SNL skit, right? Right. <laughs> I could see like the sweaty balls crew doing that. <laughs> what was her name uh, with the dark hair? She was funny, like very subtle funny. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not really. A, um... Me neither. That's why I can't remember. <laughs> oh, Anna Gasteyer. Oh, yeah. She is. She was yeah. funny. She's, yeah. she's like very much funnier. Right. And like, yeah, the other one too, isn't terrible. 
Um, but Anna Gat, like she's very, she's sneaky funny. Like, yeah, yeah. I kind of liked her too, in a way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Some weird, like she's not yeah. hot, believe me, no. but there's something about her. Well, that's what she does. Like. Yeah, she plays the non-hot. Yeah, hot girl type of non-hot girl. Oh, we got the Johnny Football video now from Ugh. John. Brutal. Eagles. <laughs> Damn you, Aton. Damn you. It's all about that worm now. Burned in your brain. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> all right. All right. All uh, right. Other than that, I think we're good to go. Get Newey up here and be fired up. Fired up and ready. Eagles. Eagles. <clears throat> All right, we got Newey. Newey's ready. Awesome, thank you, sir. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network, presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, as promised, we go out to the Progressive Guest Line. Joined by Nui Scrubs. A reminder before that, today every home in America needs a reliable thermometer for twice-a-day temperature readings. Protect your family with the Exogen Temporal Scanner. It's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, physicians, and clinics. You can follow Nui if you're not already at Nui Scrubs. Emmy winner eight times over down in Dallas. One of the best minds you'll find in sports and life. And, of course, Covers this Cowboys team tighter than most, even down in Dallas. And, fellas, I mentioned this, that Newey joined my local show maybe two weeks ago. But way before the Jane Slater tweet and way before this thing really fell off the wheels and said these guys have already given up on their defensive coordinator. Now it looks like they've given up on everybody. So we are joined by the great Newey Scruggs. How bad is this thing down in Dallas? Because it looks like the wheels have fallen off and the car has been stripped down to parts. The shit be sinking, my man. The shit be sinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I brought in reinforcements today with Harry Mason, Barrett Brooks. So we're all. What's up, team? Barrett Brooks, Spring 91. What's up, team? My man, my man, Spring 91. I'm, not, I'm Spring 90, so I got you. I got you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, we got all the frat love out. We're good. Yeah, that, that, that's the Omega stuff right there. I, I recognize yes, sir. that. Yes, sir. There you go, But we did that to soften Newey up for the interview. So now yeah. there's no problem talking. Otherwise, he might be full. Or, or maybe he's playing spades like John Wall during this interview. We don't know. Well, Newey, after this horrific uh, couple of weeks here uh, with with the Cowboys, is there is is there any chance that there is a firing that Jerry Jones is just so uh, disgusted that he feels he has to to give uh, you know give the fan base a head, so to speak? I don't know because that means 
Jerry would be listening to the fans and giving the fans what they want. Jerry could be a pretty stubborn guy. I remember Jerry stuck in there with Quincy Carter when people were telling him, don't do this, don't do this. But he wanted to be right. And there's some times where Jerry can be so headstrong that he wants to be right. When people are saying, Jerry, you know what? Why don't you hire a real GM? That just makes Jerry dig his heels in more to say, no, I'm not bringing in a GM. So as people say, you know, make a fire and do something, I think Jerry just decided to stick his heel, you know, just, just stand in there and, and do it his way. Mike Nolan definitely has an issue with this defense. But I don't know if Jerry is going to continue to go with the excuses that allow the defense to be this bad. You know, the offense has not helped the defense at all. They, they just haven't. So that's another area where Jerry can, can you know, and, and has you know, decided to say, hey, look, this is the issue. We've got injuries. We've got so many guys that, that uh, we expected to be here that wouldn't be. So, you know, in firing a, a guy – based on COVID, and Jerry's mentioned that too, based on COVID and not having a true offseason, that he can give Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy a pass. You know, you know, Nui, um, I understand that the, the players at this point are, are, you know, not necessarily revolting, but I will ask you this. Uh, there are times where leadership on a team can 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 really push the team in, a, in the right direction, you know, rewrite the wrongs that are going on. Who are the leaders on this team? I don't see anybody stepping up and being that outward sign of of of, of the team's inward grace. You know what's going on out there that you know that that, that the leadership on the team, the players that you would say are are the are the spokesman for the team, step in and start you know and, and stop the bleeding for that team. One of the problems here is you have a lot of guys who've been paid, a lot of guys who are okay that they've been paid. And a lot of guys who walk around with the cowboy name on who act like they hung hung a banner here and they haven't. And so nobody says anything to these dudes. I had somebody in the organization tell me, one of the problems around here is nobody mother F's anybody. Mm. Now, Jimmy was good at doing that. Bill Parcells was good at doing that. Nobody around here is doing that. No one. But these guys are so comfortable that they're going to run to the media and say, you know what, man? Dudes can't coach. These dudes don't know what they're doing. We're not prepared. And and that's the kind of operation they have. And who who's really sitting up here calling these guys out? No. Right. The owner the owner allows this. I love Jerry personally, man. Jerry's been great to me. But this is just Jerry. Guys know and they've known for years. They can go straight to the top. When Troy didn't like Chan Gailey, went straight to the top. These guys know that Jerry is going to be their savior all the time. All the time. How do you think Tank's deal got done? How do you think Zeke's deal got done when they were at the impasse and Stephen Jones was the main negotiator? They all ran to Jerry. Wow. That's just how it is here, man. You can run to the top. Contrast that to what happened in New England. After Bob Kraft gave Drew Brees, or not Drew Brees, but Drew Bledsoe, a $100 million contract, gets replaced by Tom Brady. Bledsoe makes an end run to Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft said, you got to go down and talk to the head coach. Mm. That, that's the difference between the operations. Nui Scruggs joining us at Nui Scruggs on Twitter. I'm curious, what's ground zero? When you look at, especially with more football to play, and you look back at this season, when did things start to get really bad? Was it before Dak was hurt and the defense and guys on defense realizing that Mike Nolan is a fraud? Was it the Dak injury? Was it even something as late as Andy Dalton going down? And maybe that was the realization that this thing isn't working the way it was planned out. Defense. The defense was, was you know, it, it had its own issues. 
Well, and one of the things that I've spoken about, and I even talk with you about this, yeah. you know, people in the offseason talk so much about the offense. I'm like, hey, it's defense, man. It's defense. And um, the defense not only played bad, but then the offense was killing the defense with the fumbles. You know, it's 16 turnovers here. I mean, nobody gives the ball up more than these guys do. So the offense is putting a bad defense in a position where they're sitting around here having the ball on the, you know, on the, you know, the turnovers here. They're inside the red zone, inside the 40-yard line. You're making it easy. So the offense has failed the defense. And also, go back to the fact you got you, you gave Zeke $90 million, and they don't give the, the guy the ball enough. They used to have a, a offense that was built around 21. That's not the case now. You have a bad defense. You have to protect the defense. You can't just call plays, just be calling plays so I can you know, show show my quarterback moving and the receiver crossing route and all that. That stuff that stuff's cute in college football. But in the NFL, if you got a bad defense, you need to be running the ball and controlling the clock to keep your bad defense off the field. They don't do it. So a part of me wonders about the philosophy. Mike McCarthy even said he's like, look, we're trying to score as quick as we can. And I'm just sitting to myself like, dude, have you not looked at your defense? You score real quick is not going to help your defense. So the head coach isn't about playing complimentary football. And then the head coach says, hey, it's about players, not scheme. But your defensive coordinator comes in with his scheme and the players aren't buying into it. You're just saying things that don't, that don't really mesh. And, and that's why Mike McCarthy right now is being heavily criticized. Hey, Nui, uh, let's just say Dalton doesn't play this Sunday night against the Eagles. So what's, what's the likelihood that this uh, roster rises up and uh, you know comes up and to play for Ben DiNucci for one week? Stop. 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 We thought it was Danny Bonaducci at one point. Stop. I mean, you know, this poor guy, you saw he came in here, nothing changed. I mean, offensive line is – you know, every week it's a new, different offensive line. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Ben Zanucci is going to go back here, you know, hope he got some good some good life insurance because they're going to be battering this guy all the time. <laughs> and, um, Philadelphia, you know, here, this becomes another one of those strengths like the Washington game. You know, here's another team that's got a good D-line. So if they got a good D-line and you got a bad offensive line, we know where this is going to go. And it's just it's just not going to work. So their next few games are going to be tough. I mean, they still have the Steelers on the schedule. They still got the Forty ers on the schedule. They still got Baltimore on the schedule. I mean, you, this could be a four and twelve outfit when you start looking at how this thing is going. This this could be a team that is drafting in the top five, and there's not going to be anybody who can fix it. They can't make any trades or do anything at all that's going to fix it. This thing is broken. It's also broken in the locker room. There's a trust problem between the coaches and the players. And this is really, really bad. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth, team. We were saying the same thing for the past three weeks up until um, this week when we just happened to squeeze out a win against uh, Jones and, and the Giants. But then we see what went on in, on, on uh, with, with Washington. And, and you know, as we look at this team at this point, I, I can't see them with the amount of talent that they have on the defensive side of the ball. You know, and people are saying they're not, but I'm looking at the talent. You guys have talent there. You know, um, you know, Greg is back. You know, Gregory's back. Randy Gregory's back. You know, you got guys of like all the Smith. Yeah, they hardly used them. Uh, Vanderich, healthy. Come on, what's going on, Nui? Right, right. Tell me something. I mean, those guys are good. Okay. Smith and and Vanderesh. 
Okay. <laughs> Nobody overrates the talent like like the Cowboys. Okay, the Cowboys overrate the talent. And if I'm playing the Cowboys, you know, I'm not worried about your defensive end because I'm gonna run it right up the middle because your D tackles aren't any good. I can turn pull whatever way I want to or run past him. And I'll t- Antoine Woods is a short guy, and I can run on him all day long. So that's why you see Antonio Gibson with a season high. You see Washington posting a season high. I'm not worried about your defensive end getting to me because I can run you right up the gut. And, and and then my my guards can get on your linebackers, Van Der Esch and Smith. So defensive end, but please, you know, if, if you're trying to throw on the Cowboys, you're missing it because you can run on them all day long. I mean, Arizona. I mean, Kenyon Drake, nice guy, but man, he ain't done it. He ain't done anything all year long. Runs up here, 164 yards, season high. Uh, yesterday, Gibson, season high. Cleveland, 307 yards. So worry about pass rushes. Three, that's a waste of time. <laughs> all right, so Nui, help me with this. We've got about 60 seconds. They're all yours here in the final minute of this interview. If, in fact, the Cowboys backdoor their way into winning this god-awful, horrendous division, are there still well, going to be fires? Well, they, will, they will not win this division. So anybody needs to stop that. You can't have this many injuries and this many offensive line issues and the defensive that doesn't believe in the tech because they're not winning anything. Okay, they're not winning anything. The question really is two things. Number one, is the owner so frustrated that he says, Mike McCarthy, you better fire Mike Nolan or I'm going to get you. That's it. you got to decide whether you go roll with these coaches or you're going to get some more players, get rid of some players, and try to get yourself a buy But they've got a problem that has to start with either players or coaches, and the owner's got to make his decision. Who's he going to sign with after this team finishes 5-11 or 4-12? You don't win Emmys eight times over going long when you know you've got 60 seconds to jam something in on TV. That's why we go to you, brother. Thank you as always, my friend. All right, everybody have a great day. All right, the team. Rudolph. <laughs> oh, look at that. You just made a new friend, brother. Well, that's my look guy. That. That's my guy now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get a time. Text me his number later on, man. Oh, I'll, I'll hit up later. That. I could see a new podcast coming out. Uh-oh. Brooks <laughs> Not Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. Brooks <laughs> All right, we'll wrap the hour next well, season. Done. slash the middle, and of course, Sports Map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the Um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. All right. Two minutes. We're back. (laughs) You know, I don't, I don't see it the way he sees it. When I see a Dallas team, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I I see some players on the defensive side of the ball, man. I mean, they legitimately have some horses. You know, their front seven is just as good as anybody in the league, pure point blank. I don't know why they're not using the way they're supposed to use them, but, man, that's – that's um, I, I don't want this Eagles team to get lulled to sleep into thinking they're as bad as uh, what they displayed on on um, 
on Sunday because we can't afford to do that. But I mean, they could rush the passer. We all know how they how uh, Doug wants to pass the ball all the time. Yeah, but it's Danucci. <laughs> Danucci. Come on, man. If they lose uh, to Danucci, like that throws the Joe Webb game right, yeah. you know, right out. You can't ever refer to the Joe Webb game again. Wow, does that really <laughs> knock it off? Well, the then, then you guys say Bonaduce after that, huh? Right. Didn't the Webb game knock him out of something? Like, yeah, it's still in contention for something. And then, yeah, that was that Tuesday night game. But they had something like, I don't think it ended their season, but I think it knocked them out of like true contention for something, right? I think so. Yeah. I can see. I can, you know, I was playing for the, I was playing for the Steelers then. And I can remember looking out and said, man, it looked cold out there too. And they're letting Webb and when he receiver, like, you know, they were trying to make him a receiver, like, Three weeks prior or something like that. Yeah, he ended up being a receiver, I think, right. after right. after that. Yeah, that's right. So we have to wait Tuesday night for the World Series. Oh, we should get some thoughts in for tonight real quick, this game. We didn't really talk much about it at all. Jeez. This thing just flew by. I, I was amazed at how much content we hit from, like, a sports standpoint. Mm-hmm. Knowing how easy it is to just go off on different stuff all the time. It is. Well, you keep us kind of focused, man, because you'll jump to it real quick. Next thing you know, the commercial's on. Right like well, now. These these segments fly. I mean, they truly fly. You are listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so two things before we get out of here, fellas. We have overtime, which is going to hit in four minutes live locally, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, and I have a big question regarding the Philadelphia Eagles at that point. But when it comes to tonight, I already forgot the second thing, so forget that. Let's just look at tonight's game. Oh, the first thing is actually a programming note. We are returning, and this is making sure that we're on board with Ron as well, we are returning fake news starting tomorrow. Is that is that okay and accurate, Ron Culver? Yes. Okay, great. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, 1225 Eastern. I'll even break and make sure we get back on time and all since we have three voices to battle out. We'll explain it all going on. Right. Fun, nice break from reality, especially because Ron's actually really good at it. Yeah, we're going to hear the, the dulcet tones of Ron Culver give the questions, right? Oh, yeah. Ron is yeah, totally yeah. interactive yeah. on this one. Now, tonight, we have what's been bet down a little bit to a six-point line. We've got the Rams hosting the Bears. A lot of people like Chicago coming in and either covering this six-point line or winning outright. Let's work in reverse. I love Chicago with Nick Foles. I think it's a great story. We're all locked in on that. But I, I think it's a little bit of a slight to the Rams to expect Chicago to come in and actually win this game outright. I don't I have the Rams winning but not covering if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. You know, you think, we, I, oh, go ahead, sorry. I, I'm just thinking of the Bears, you know, I, they're, they're not really, you know, what a 5 and 1. Yeah. yeah they're not are. really a 5 and 1 team. I think more so um come on, they caught some they caught some teams early. They caught some bad teams early and uh that's what they're 5 and 1. Yeah, I, I I don't see the Bears going into uh, L.A. and winning this outright, but I do see them keeping it pretty close. Um, yeah, I got to make a play on the game. I'm going to take the Bears plus the points. The thing that worries me a little bit is Khalil Mack is hurt. Yeah, he's he got a back injury and missed practice on Friday. 
So yep. he's not going to be near 100%. So that's a problem. That's definitely you. a problem. Yeah. This, this team here, if Chicago comes and gets the win, mm -hmm. will we get a full-on apology from Barrett Brooks on Tuesday who said this is not a 5-1 and one team? You have to. You would have to because I, I would have to eat my words. And I don't think necessarily that I'll be able to eat. I'll, I'll eat my words because I don't, I don't see this team as being – I mean, come on, man. We're well, talking about they, they don't run the ball well. No, they don't they run don't. the ball well. Those and they're not really a passing attack type of team. You know, so I, I just don't see him as a well-balanced team at this point. That would be two apologies in less than two weeks, Aton. He had the dump truck apology last Friday. That's right. That's right? why I bring it up. And I owned up to it. I yeah. owned up to it. All right, look at this text. Final way to end the show here. We're back on a Tuesday on SportsMap Radio. Overtime coming up in a minute here. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Thank Newley via text, and I get back. This team is in shambles. McCarthy is a fraud. If that's not a great way to start your week in Philadelphia, <laughs> Washington, New York, and else Pittsburgh and elsewhere, I don't know where it is. Yeah, you hate to see it, don't you, Aton? Oh, you it. really do. I love it. At Bia Cardi, too. Unsure if it's always that, like this, but I love hearing you guys side talk behind the scenes talk. Mm. Unsure if you know you guys are live either. Yes. <laughs> no, wait, wait. We're <laughs> live during the breaks. Are I didn't know this, Aton. Now we're we'd be canceled if you didn't know this. All right, we're back on a Tuesday. <laughs> All right, here's my question. We'll, we'll get five or six minutes jammed in here as, as much as content as we can for a, a brief but competent overtime. And you're watching the middle phillyvoice.com slash the middle. We are live from the Fritz and B and Cooley studios. That's Super Bowl champ, NBC Sports analyst Barrett Brooks. That's Harry Mays, Amaton Shander, Mike Evans. That's it. That's the question. That's the that's the whole thing. That's all I want to know about. Mike Evans. Something is clearly going wrong in Tampa Bay. I don't think it's all having to do with his health. He's been out there. He's been running patterns and he has been healthy. He's been visibly frustrated. But I wonder if you could pry Mike Evans away from Tampa Bay. In fact, and maybe Philadelphia would be that team. But if you could pry, if you're talking about bringing anybody in to help this offense, and I know Barrett wants a linebacker, but Mike Evans might change even the biggest supporter of sell, sell in Harry May's mind if you could get somebody like that in. Well, yeah, but the, I think it's out of totally out of the question. I don't think he wants out. He's got, he got 25 catches and six touchdowns. I mean, it's not like he's not getting the ball. He didn't get the ball yesterday. Well, okay. And now there's already rumblings. I, I read this this morning that there's rumblings that he's frustrated with his role in Tampa. Who's putting five. that out? Antonio Brown's agent? Yes. Well, yeah, think about it. And, well, think about this. If you're Mike Evans, okay, and you're already frustrated, granted, he's getting targets in the red zone. That's why you see the touchdown leading mm -hmm. up and, and that streak snapped yesterday. But it's not like he's got a ton what he's used to. And even if it's Bron or if it's Gronk or Brait or these other guys taking away. Brait had one catch, I think. Yeah, but now you have Antonio Brown coming yeah. to town. And if Brown's healthy, Brady's been pushing for Brown back when he was in New England. Yeah, I know, but it's been a while since he's played football or been in a camp or done anything. I, I don't know that he gets ramped up. And Barrett, you can weigh in on this. Please do, you know, that quickly. What What is the ramp-up time you think it, it will be for a guy like Antonio Brown? Say it again. Mm -hmm. The ramp-up. Yeah, the ramp-up time. Like, how, how long do you think it takes, Tim, to get – Reacclimated to playing football. It's been a while. Went out. Went out. 
Oh, did Hello. we lose Barrett now? What's going on? Now I'm back now. I'm back now. What, what sure. happened here? What? Oh, to the last second. The ramp up to what? The, for this Antonio Brown. To what ramp up. On? This is like, this is worse than a John McMullen segment right now with Wi Fi. <laughs> What's going on here? It's been a while since Antonio Brown has been in the action, is what I'm saying. You know, what, what is the ramp up time you think to get him, you know, to where he can actually be a guy that they can target half a dozen times or whatever? Oh, don't think that um, that he hasn't been in contact with Brady and he didn't have the playbook. He hadn't had the playbook for a while. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy that who's, who's hungry right now, and I'm hoping that he changes uh, just a little bit from what he used to be. Now he he kind of knows what's going on offensively simply because he's talked to um, he's talked to Brady. He understands, you know, that that you know there was a huge possibility that those two were going to get reunited again, and that he's probably the major reason why they pushed to bring him in there, even though. A.B., I mean, um, Bruce Arians uh, said A.B. wasn't coming. Well, look, he's here. B.A. just brought yeah, back. You got B.A. and A.B. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's not going to take while, long for him at all. I think the biggest thing is him getting in, in football shape, like conditioning shape, not conditioning shape, but like football shape, being out there in pads and, and running through uh, tackles yeah. and yeah, getting hit. You know, his body's not hardened to play football yet. But the mere fact that – um. They've been in close contact, and he signed as soon as he was able to sign. That gives him two weeks to go out there and and really practice and get into shape. I mean, really, really good football shape. I say as soon as the you know as soon as it it it, it becomes of interest that he can dress that day, he's going out playing the very next day. It's unbelievable, man, to to see the addition of that. If in fact he pans out, and it would be right around the stretch, right that final third of the season. Where they need him, yep. They'd be really pushing for it. I I just, I wonder. I mean, maybe, maybe Mike Evans looks at that and there is some validity to him thinking, well, I'm slowly being, remember, he was supposed to be what Gronk was, but better in New England, like a a big bodied speed wide receiver that you could run tight end routes with and also move him on the outside and ask him to go down the field, especially with a compliment like Godwin. Now you got Scotty Miller scamping around out there as well. Mm -hmm. What? Uh, there might be too little to, I don't know. I, I I just, I wonder if that would be a name that would get people like Harry excited well, about buying, even though you want to sell. Well, yeah. If, if he's available to be bought, I'm interested, but the, you know, that sounds like to me, like a midweek back at our old job as to how to get the phones going today. I mean, you know, so, somebody's saying that Mike Evans might be available six one Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Know, you know, there's no way that he gets it. He goes anywhere. Number one, they're going to keep the weapons that they have. Just, just bringing more ammo to the um to the gunfight. He's going to be there. You know, I mean, why would Brady want to have him anywhere but in that type of offense? You know, now you're covered at all three levels of 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 a defense. You know, and you probably double cover um at, at tight end position. You can work the middle of the field on the outside. You got Mike Evans. You know, you got Godwin. He can work anywhere as far as deep balls. Now you have A.B. He's just a wild card. The now defensive defenders have to account for him being on the field also. Yeah. It really puts you in a bad position when you're a defensive coordinator. You know, this is this is your worst nightmare. And then you have Gronk that's going to, you know, do anything you want him to do as far as from a, a, a the tight end perspective of going deep, um, the middle of the field, 
and just running this little simple routes, get the ball to him on screens, and then he just rumbles and tumbles for about 10, 15 yards. I mean, they're, they're going to be a well-balanced offense now. They got a really interesting schedule here, pre-buy and after the buy, A time right. Barrett. They've got the Giants next week in New York. That's, you know, stone cold win. Then they have the Saints at home at Carolina, Rams at home, KC at home, and then the bye week. And after the bye week, it's like Minnesota, Atlanta twice, and Detroit. It's a nice way to end the season. Yeah. yeah. Three wins in a row. But it's yeah, three wins in a row after what? Right. right, three wins in a row after what? Like you could actually mm-hmm. go down to Harry's point on that schedule and and see those are some tough games, especially at home. Right, right, tough games right there. But to me, you know, we're talking about the the rematch between him and um and and and, and Breeze. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a you know in Tampa this time. Exactly. So he he's got a, a a real bone to pick with that team, and and you know he's feeling something about that team right now. All right, so last thing here for overtime, and Mr. International hits us up, and you can, of course, on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. If you're watching, it'll take you to the Jacob Media YouTube player where you can interact with us. Starts, of course, with phillyvoice.com slash the middle. Mr. International says we have to step on the Cowboys' neck no matter how bad they look last night, and I think that's really the crux of the argument, which is going to evolve. So it's not like whatever Barrett says or Harry says or I say right now about trading or selling whatever it may be, is locked. Things happen, things change, and circumstances move. But based off of what we've seen simply yesterday, knowing that it's down to Danucci or whoever the hell it is. Danucci. Danucci. Does that not push (laughs) even you, Harry, more to the center, a centrist, if you will, when it comes to buying or selling? Well, I mean, yeah, you look at what Dallas has become, and we all know what the Giants are. Their next two games, they're 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. They should be 4-4-1 four, four, and one heading into their bye week and in firm control of the NFC East or least, whatever you want to call it. So then if you're in a situation where you, you'd want – you wouldn't be in a sell mode. I get right. that. You know, a total, totally get that. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. You know, yeah. you look at – you look at um, they should be what they should be is a team that, you know, at least going, um, at least going, you know, four, four and one, you're absolutely right. But I just can't see past that, you know, them doing anything of substantial difference, you know, as far as, you know, teams that are better than they are going outside of the division and it's still going to be tough. But I think they, I think it's just a linebacker, you know, a, a, a really good linebacker will change how this team number one views themselves. Also, how defenses—I mean, how offenses view their defense—you know, just that little bit of a, of, a, of a prowess out there in the middle of the field will make teams think about just doing whatever they want to do against that defense. And you know, if they had that, I think it would take that defense to another level. Okay, fair enough. Speaking of linebacker, quick note before we get out of here: we'll be joined by an Eagles linebacker tomorrow. Big Alex is going to join us. Singleton. Right? That's right. Alex nice. is going to join us. So we have a lot to talk about in. Barrett can mention to Alex how they need to upgrade that position. <laughs> no question. No question. No question. Well, it's no knock on Alex himself. No, he's no, he's my guy. Now, we, yeah. me and Seth, me and Seth Jordan has been saying that he should have been playing. I mean, even anytime they give him an opportunity to play on the defensive side of the ball, he's taking full advantage of it. I remember last year, games of opportunities, he balled out. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we like Alex better than what they had. We had him on two years ago, Aton. Right. Back when he was still coming out. Right. He was up in the CFL, right? I yep. think so. He went to didn't he go to Montana, Montana State or something? Yep. Did he yeah. not play in Canada? I thought he was I in think Canada. he did. All right. So we'll talk to Alex tomorrow. 
We'll have overtime with John McMullen and cross our fingers that he gets it together with the internet connection. Although we can't really rip him if Barrett's free. No, we can't. What is wrong with South Jersey Wi-Fi, Aton? I, I don't I know, man. It, it's it just started. This just, just, internet. this last 10 minutes, it just started. I know. Bar it was Barrett trying to get out of overtime. Barry Mays of Aton Shander. It's the middle. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.